Hi, I'm Sage Hill and welcome to The Social Sage. Please subscribe to this channel and that way you can be sure to receive notifications when our newest episodes have dropped. As well, please like uh, this particular video if you've enjoyed it. And as always, feel free to leave a comment in the comment section about your experiences with this topic. And if you would like me to speak on another topic, please list that as well. If you would like to speak with me personally, I invite you to go to my website, which is www.thesoulshowsage.com. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L-S-A-G-E.com. And um, click on the contact section and leave uh, whatever information you would like. If you'd like to get in touch with me, if you'd like to have me come and speak at an event, in an event or if you would just simply like um, some advice feel free to drop me a line and I will definitely get back with you. So today, today we are going to be talking about how to allow um, your hater nation to propel you towards success. And I know this may seem like a little bit of a strange way of looking at haters, so to speak, but not really. I think that we sometimes don't give our haters quite enough credit, actually. I was doing an interview recently for um, a magazine here in Atlanta. And one of the questions was basically like, who would I give a shout out to? Like, what what person would I... Um, attribute a portion of my success to. And of course I called out, you know, that person that motivates me, um, you know, that pushes me, you know, sometimes to my chagrin, honestly, but is always there supporting and encouraging um, the things that I do. And that's my daughter, my one and only. But then I had to think and I said, well, yeah, she does that. But but who else would I basically say thank you to? And I thought, I have to think I have to thank my haters. Yep. I have to thank those people who felt like I couldn't do it, that always had something to say about Anything that I was doing, whether it was in my career or in my personal life, most particularly, always had something to say about that. Those very people who may, in fact, be experiencing some of the same things, but what do they do? They want to focus on, in this case, me. In the case that we're speaking about, you. There are always people that are going to focus their attention and their mouths and their chatter on us. Number one, because they're not us. Let's just get that part straight. They're also focusing their attention on us because if they put their attention on us, it takes the attention away from them. That's right. Those people that have the most to say about us have the most to 
fear about people either saying similar things about them or discovering what their flaws and their weaknesses are. Part of it is that they run their mouth too much. Part of it is that they always have somebody else's name in their mouths. But a larger piece of it is insecurity. Insecurity. Haters are insecure people. There are people who are insecure and they are people who fear being found out by other people. These are the same people that dish it out, but they couldn't take it. Your haters, however, those are the people that actually, actually should motivate you the most. Because while what they're saying in most instances isn't true, and in in many instances isn't true anymore, all of the things that they have to say, their laser focus on you should tell you that you are gaining attention, that you're saying something, that you're doing something that is certainly getting their attention and their focus. But most importantly, the things that they have to say, they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. They don't matter. They don't matter. But yet and still, it lets you know that people are paying attention to you. Not all attention is good attention, but it's attention nonetheless. And you need to learn how to take those naysayers' words, the people who feel like, you know, oh, that's not going to succeed or she's not going to be successful in that or, oh, you know, oh, um, that I wouldn't have picked that person to be in a relationship. I knew this person when, yeah, I know some things about him that, you know, or I know some things about her that if that person knew about that, they wouldn't want to be with them. Like they know so much, but they don't know anything when it really comes down to it. And if we're not careful, we can spend so much time focusing on what those haters have to say that it can distract us from our purpose. And that is definitely what you don't want to happen. And that is why I am advocating for Hater Nation. Because Hater Nation is really your fan club. They're your biggest fans. And that's the way you need to look at them. They pay more attention to you than anybody. Everything about you bothers them. There's nothing you can do about that, but leverage it. Use it to your advantage. Use it as encouragement. Use it as motivation. Everything negative that they say, you take it and turn it into a positive and you keep moving. Now, 
we've talked about these haters as if they're this kind of invisible army out there that um, it's just chit-chatting about you all day and, and, and picking up the phone and calling other people to talk about you. And that could be true. Congratulations, I say, <laughs> because you have people talking about you. But there's also those haters that are just a little bit closer to home. Yeah, what about them? Sometimes your haters can be people that you didn't think were haters. Why would they? I think that most of our haters are closer to us than we really even know. Sometimes you can have silent haters. People who won't really encourage you. They'll never pick up the phone and say anything positive. You can be really moving and shaking and, and making waves in your community. You could be doing things to help your community. You could be having success in one or more areas of your life, personal, career, finances, whatever. And they will look, but they won't comment. At least not to you. They'll turn around and talk to everybody else about it. But they won't say anything to you. They won't encourage you. They won't uplift you. They won't um, refer other people to you if you're in business for yourself. That's just not in their DNA. They're not capable of that. And then there are the haters that are even closer. The haters in your own family. And I know there may be people thinking, dang, she must have some stuff going on with her family. No, I don't have any more things going on with my family than you all have going on with yours. Let's just be real. Because family's going to be family. Some family's closer than others. But, you know, we all know the intricacies of our familial relationships, right? And we all know, like, <laughs> in my family, um, one of their big things was on Sundays, everybody would go to my grandmother's house. And um, you knew they were going to talk about you because they talked about everybody else. That's that's the biggest thing that you can look to as a clue. Like if you're talking to somebody and all the time, they're always talking about somebody else and their life and their business, nine times out of 10, they're going to be talking about you too. Because that's just what they do. But anyway, going back to my grandmother's on Sunday. So after church, did y'all hear that? After church, every Sunday, we would stop by my grandmother's house. And um, my dad had a, a large family. There were eight of them in total. And of course, then they were all grown. They had their kids and we all went to the same church. Um, and then we'd leave church, come over to my grandmother's house. And some family members were a little bit more involved in the church, had some deacons and uh, had uh, choir members and people that did different things, maybe working with a committee and they'd have a committee meeting. So they wouldn't get there when everybody else would. And God bless them if they had had something happen in their family. One of their children got in trouble about something or 
did got somebody pregnant or, you know, anything, they were going to be talking about that subject. And they would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And everybody had an opinion. Everybody had something to say about why that was so silly. Their favorite word was foolish. That was, they just so foolish, blah, 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 blah. Until, oh, here they come, here they come, here they come. That person getting ready to come up my grandmother's step. You hear that gate creak? And it's like, oh, oh, oh here they come, here they come, here they come. Hey, how you doing? What was you doing? Oh, you had a meeting up at the, oh, okay. Conversation start, stop. Don't say nothing to that person. We got everything to say to everybody else. And here's the thing. Those same people that's doing all this, they get so quiet when things happen in their families. The same things that they wanted to talk about everybody else about, you don't hear them talk about nothing. They don't share anything about what's going on with their families, their children, their kids. Oh, you had something to say about this person when they got divorced, but now it's happened over here and we what I'm sorry. I, I don't hear anything. It's quiet. Nothing to say? Really? Oh, we find out about it several months later when we see them out with somebody else. Oh, y'all didn't know? Now it's talked about in this other circle, but they, mum's the word, silent, not a word to say. And that goes back to my very first point about haters. They don't want to be discovered. Because ultimately the same things that they say about you applies to them. That's why I get such a kick out of haters. I think they're funny. And again, I use them as motivation. Yeah, because I know that if they could somehow trade places, they would. Yeah. There are always going to be things about you that bother other people. For me, sometimes it's my authenticity, my boldness to speak about things that other people will remain silent about and they shouldn't. Perhaps it's my audacity to have boundaries and to stand up and advocate for myself. Perhaps it is the fact that the expectations or lack thereof that individuals may have had for me, I certainly surpassed. And here's the most important thing. I didn't care. I didn't really care what they had to say because I realized a long time ago, people are always going to have something to say. Always. That is just how many people are. It is a 
self-preservation mechanism that people who are insecure use to help make themselves feel better about themselves. And if they can't feel better, they certainly don't want to feel any worse than they already feel about themselves. So they focus on you. Take that attention. Discard what they're saying. But know that you have to be doing something to get their attention. Even if it's walking in the room with a smile on your face and peace in your heart and your life. Some people would give anything to be able to smile, to not feel miserable. They're like crabs. They just want to bring everybody down to their level. You're getting out of the barrel and they want to pull you back in. Uh Uh-uh. You better snatch that crab leg and keep on moving out that barrel. Don't look back. Because they still going to be crabs and they still going to be in the bottom of that barrel. Let your haters motivate you. Hater Nation. Your biggest fans, don't let them bother you. They will propel you to your success if you let them. So let them. Once again, I'm Sage Hill, and this is the Social Sage. It's been a pleasure, my treasures. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking for those comments. 